Hey, good day. Uh, beautiful day in Minnesota here. And uh, with me, I have my uh, lovely wife, Julie Esquivel. Can you say hi? Hello. <laughs> and the experts that I've been telling you all is uh, we have with us is certain first class Peterson. He's the readiness NCO for the 204. She. She is the readiness. <laughs> Again, this is why I have my wife. She's the official translator. Remember that? Uh, she's here with us and she's going to... She's going to give us uh, an educational conversation uh, on pay, okay? Uh, that's the main. But uh, again, I already introduced you, but can you say a few words for us here? Yeah, thank you for having me today. I, I really I really appreciate you having me here today, and I really appreciate you being the leader of our SFRG community okay. here at the unit. So I'm Sergeant First Class Peterson. I'm the readiness NCO for 204th MCAS. And MCAS is the Medical Company Area Support. So what my role is here on the full-time staff. So I work here Monday through Friday and on the weekends, basically 24-7. If there's any problems, I'm the one that can be called. So my main role is I'm your go-to person on the full-time side. So if there is a pay issue, you contact me. If there's a training issue, you contact me. If there's a admin issue, if there's a security issue, if there's a, if you have any financial issues, anything that's going on in your life that you don't know who to contact, you can contact me. Wow, it seems like you have the power of the commander and first sergeant mixed in together. Is that what it is? That is a great way to put it. On the full-time side, I am the one that makes that decision unless it's way over my head and then I make a call to the first sergeant or the commander. Okay, awesome. Well, now you know it's a lot of responsibility uh, for the for Sergeant uh, Peterson. Um, okay, so we, you know, uh, dear uh, topic close to my heart is pay. I remember when I was young in the ranks and I was always expecting that paycheck after drill. And sometimes it will take seven days, sometimes it will take 14 days. And I never knew, nobody educated me of why. Why was the reason why sometimes it was in on time and sometimes it was delayed. And I, I remember uh, the wife asking me all the time, where's the paycheck? <laughs> and uh, to pay bills and stuff, right? Because that's why we're not only serving our country, but also, too, there's a little kickback that we do uh, get paid for those two days, three days of, of duty. So let me ask you something, Sergeant Peterson. Why is it that sometimes it takes seven days to get paid, or maybe sometimes it takes longer than that? That is a great question. And me personally, pay is my number one priority. If a soldier ever has issues with pay, that is my top priority. I will drop almost everything to do deal with pay issues. So how pay works is that once you go to drill, and I have confirmation that you showed up to drill, both mutas, so drill is broken up to two mutas, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But after I have that confirmation, usually that Monday after or even Sunday of drill, I have to go into a system. And this system sometimes is down because it's technology. And if it's down, then it takes a little bit longer for me to get in there. But once I get in there, like I said, Sunday or Monday, that is my priority. I will go in there and code everyone as being at drill, and then it gets processed. But that processing goes up to USPFO at state, and it sometimes takes them a couple days to look at it. And once they look at it and push a couple buttons on their side, it gets paid out. The, the problem with that is it's only a couple times a week it gets paid out. And that time of the week maybe is that Tuesday, could be Wednesday, could be Thursday of that week, and depending on when they see it and they push the button, it could get delayed an extra week because of that time frame. 
and that's different every drill. If you have exact, if you have something coming up and you need to know exactly when you're going to get paid, you can give me a call and I can look it up in the system of when your exact date is going to be. But that's kind of a reason why sometimes it's seven days, sometimes it's 14, kind of depends on when that time frame is of when USPFO looks at it and pushes their buttons as well. So you're right away after drill, you get in the system and start punching numbers and okay. Absolutely. That is my 100% top priority after drill. First thing, even this morning, it's Monday morning right now. That was the first thing I did this morning. I process paid this from drill this weekend. That's awesome. Okay. Does that affect the split training drills when a soldier doesn't make it to drill, but it's making a drill that same month how does that work yes that's a great question so if you split drill it's the same thing as like drill except for your your pay is processed the day after you're done with that split so if it's after drill and it's a week later don't expect it to be seven days like everybody else mm -hmm. is getting paid I got correct you. yeah every no matter what kind of orders you're on seven to 14 days after is usually what that's going to look like once again if you need to know exactly you can either call me and i'll look it up or you can go into my pay so everyone has access to their own MyPay and look up your LES. And that will actually, it usually shows up in there a couple days ahead. And you pull up your LES and it'll tell you the exact date that it'll actually be in your, your account. To access uh, MyPay, the families can't do that, right? Because you need a CAC reader? That is correct. It will have to be the soldier that looks that up. And they can look at it through their computers at home? Yes. So everyone, this drill, and if you're an upcoming soldier and if you need a CAC reader, just let us know and we'll get you one of those so you can use it with a civilian laptop. And then once you're home, yep, the soldier just can log on. They can just Google MyPay and it'll show up. And just click on that and, and log in with your CAC. Oh, interesting. What, what exactly does LES mean? That is a great question. <laughs> I do not have the exact answer off of the top of my head, but it's basically a pay stub. It's, it's a leave earning statement, correct? Yes, that is correct. Somewhere along. And I, I don't remember a lot of things, but what I remember is that I... Don't ask me why. <laughs> so family members out there, soldiers talk mainly in acronyms. And if you don't understand what they're talking about, you've got to ask because they will not explain unless you ask. That is true. And, that, keep, and that's why she's that here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask you on a different topic. Mm -hmm. um, state active duty. I mean, it seems like that. 204th MCAS is always constantly on orders for state active duty. How does that pay get processed? It's a great question. And unfortunately, we do get called up a lot and being volunteered for different missions in the state. If it's actually state active duty orders, so there are different kind of orders depending on what's going on. So you might hear SAD or state active duty or 502F, which is federal orders. And that will be a huge difference on how your pay works. If it's just state active duty, then that's actually just being paid from the state. And that's actually like a, a normal job. You'll get a W-2 for it, and it's not through the Army, basically, in a sense. You get, your pay is slightly different. You don't get uh, BAH. You don't get um, dependents for that because it's just paid from the state. And you actually get workers' comp if something happens. So it is slightly different. The pay is pretty close to the same as the Army, except for you don't get that BAH. So if a uh, private first class mm -hmm. gets about, I'm just throwing a number, mm -hmm. $150 for two days of drill, mm -hmm. basically it's close to that on state active duty for two days, or is it, how, do, they, do they get paid by rank, in other words? So for the state active duty, they do get paid by rank, and it's slightly different. So drill pay, you actually get more than you would if you're working even like full-time position. Because on drill, you actually get paid two mutas, or two points per day that you work. So you actually almost get paid two days for one day. 
It's just a cool system that the National Guard's got set up so you get a little bit more money on guard time. So these state active duties actually will be a little bit less than that. So if, say, someone gets $100 a day on drill pay, they might get $50 on on state active duty for each day. Does the uh, state active duty days that you put out there, let's say 30 days of state active duty, is that goes to a retirement point? It's a great question. Unfortunately, state active duty does not. So if you're on just Minnesota state active duty orders, it does not. If they're federal orders, then they do. Okay. When you say federal orders, that's including the regular drill day weekends? Yes. So regular drill weekends are federal orders. Annual training is federal orders. And if any other bigger admissions. So like right now we have some soldiers on orders and they're on 502F or federal orders. So then those orders they do get, once again, retirement points. They will get um, benefits for school and that kind of items. So if they put 30 days of state, uh, not state active duty, but federal Mm -hmm. orders, that's 30 points? That is correct. Yes. Wow. Okay. So that accumulates points toward retirement, right? That is absolutely correct, yes. Okay. So that's that's a totally different subject. That will be for January's drill podcast. I really want to put, put that retirement uh, topic in on top. That way families and soldiers can see the, and, and hear the benefits of uh, staying in for 20 years or so. Awesome. That is great. That's a lot of great news, too. How about annual training? We do uh, 11 to 15 days of annual training once a year. How does that work? Yes. So annual training, once we know about it, we'll let your soldier know about it. And how that works pay-wise is since it's over a certain amount of days, which is seven, it's long-term orders are considered. So how that works is partway through annual training, once I have confirmation that your soldier is there, I, I go into the pay system, get the same one I do for drill, and I have to call them as being there, certify them for being at annual training. And then once they're completed with it, I just process another, press basically another button and it'll get processed. So usually annual training shows up the day, if not two or three days after annual training, if everything goes correctly. Okay. And that's always a big if, because we are using technology and technology sometimes errors out. How about if you're in the middle of annual training and the soldier has an emergency, he has mm-hmm. to go back home, do you take them off orders or do they continue to stay on orders? How does that work? So it 100% depends on the situation. So if a soldier, you know, I, I can't speak on what the commander would decide because a lot of it would depend on the commander's decision on the mission. So if they got to go home early for one or two days, he can give them a pass for those couple days to come back and then pay just stays the way it is if it's something a bigger emergency or something that they literally you know there's no chance for them coming back then we could end the orders early depending on that time frame though could depend on pay so sometimes if it's later in the annual training it's already been processed saying that they're going to get paid the full 15 days and unfortunately the army doesn't have a method and and just a system error once again that the full amount's going to pay out but the orders got cut early so you may have to pay part of that back okay so it's important the soldier understands that, the families understand that. This is why, you know, mm-hmm. pay is a big topic for me to, to talk about and fully understand. Uh, okay, well, good. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much uh, what I really wanted to talk about. Anything else that you want to mention? On, yeah, on- so when it comes to pay, if you're curious of how much you're going to make, if it's something that kind of, you know, is a big part of your life, is that pay for that 15 days, you can go online and just Google Army BH or Army Pay, and look up National Guard, and you can actually look up your rank, how many years of service you have, because that does change your pay, and if you have dependents or not. So a dependent is 
a spouse as in a wife or a husband and they have to be legally married you can't just be a girlfriend or boyfriend or fiance those don't count and you have or if you have a dependent as a, in a child that you more you take care of more than 50 percent of the time that is a dependent under you and then you can actually get bah for that plus dependent so it's a little bit more money than just if you were a single soldier so the army gives you a little bit more for having a family so those dependents, those mm-hmm. spouses, they have to be en- enrolled in DEERS, right? Because if it's not in DEERS, it's not going to work? Yes and no. Um, yes, you do need to go to DEERS and get your dependents, be it children and spouses, put into DEERS. It's very important to do. But it's also important that you bring that certificate, the marriage certificate, or the child's birth certificates to us here on the full-time side. We need to enter that into the system, and then you need to redo a new 5960. And what this form is, it's just a form to update your BAH to say that you now have a dependent. Without those, we cannot increase it. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Uh, well, I, I guess the rules have changed. Yes. You gotta remember, I, uh, I, I started in 1987, <laughs> so it's been a long time for me. And, and again, this is a great uh, topic because when you first come in from civilian to the military, you were young, right? Mm-hmm. Most of us were young at one time. At one time. And then you get the flow of information, uh, and it's so much that mm-hmm. you don't understand. You just bowed your head back and forth. And and now it's this is why we're kind of trying to mm-hmm. slow it down so you can, we can explain step by step. And it's really important. If, if any soldier or family has a question, please call. Mm-hmm. Just give us a call here on the full-time side. That is what we're here for is to answer those questions for you. You know, family, and there's might be some questions you have that we're not able to answer without the soldier being there. I mean, are there's some information that's out there that is secret or it's just not something we can push out. But if it's one of those kind of topics, we'll let you know that on the phone and then just have your, your soldier come here when they're here at drill and ask us those questions and we'll get them information for it. So we've been talking a lot about families and spouses, dependents. How about the soldiers that are single, you know, mm-hmm. the parents? Uh, if the parents are involved, do they have the same uh, rights? Yes, I mean, in a sense, they can't get BAH for it unless their their parents are dependent of them by legally by the, the state. Then we can, you know, they can get BAH for them when it comes to pay. But if their families, if their parents have questions or grandparents have questions or brothers or sisters, you know, they're welcome to call us. Once again, you know, there's going to be some information we just can't give them all because of secret, you know, reasons that it does have to stay with just a soldier or within the unit. But we'll let them know over the phone or if it's, you know, we're not going to tell them. Just There's just things that we can't tell them, unfortunately. Right. But, okay. yeah. And, and this is why it's important that the uh, families are familiar with the SFRG because... I can be the liaison between the, the military and the families. Uh, first of all, I'll go to the experts and see if it's, if I'm capable of giving that information. If not, I'll be the one telling you uh, yes or no. Uh, but we do have a lot of resources that can, I can point you to the right direction. If you have any questions that we cannot answer, um, there's, there's always somebody uh, above us mm-hmm. that they can have that uh, authority. Um, anything else that you can think of uh, on pay? Uh, the issues that you've seen, you know, that now that we, we didn't address? Yep. I mean, the biggest thing is just understanding that LES that you look at. So making sure that the soldier and, you know, spouses and stuff like that, look at that. And if you have questions about how to read that, please ask us how to do that. Because there's a lot of important information on that LES that... If, if you're not looking in, I can't see your LES. I can't pull a soldier's LES, so I can't see if you're having a pay issue. So I don't know if you're having a pay issue unless you're telling me that you're having a pay issue. 
I may process it, everything looks great on my end, but you may not have gotten paid for some reason, be it you switched your bank account. So that's a great topic. So if you're gonna, if your bank you know, switches, if you change accounts, please do not cancel the other bank account, that checking account or saving account until you update your direct deposit with us. Because otherwise you're gonna have pay issues. And I wanna you, avoid you that. You won't see it. Uh, you won't see it for a while. Correct. Right? And you may get a paper copy then okay. three, four, five weeks down the road I once see. it's found. Yeah. Interesting. Well, good, good. Um, I had a question and it mm -hmm. just flew by. Uh, <laughs> I should have wrote it down right away. Well, families remember, uh, soldiers and families remember the, uh, the purpose for this podcast is, is to keep the flow of information going, uh, enhance your knowledge, and, and most of all, educate the families. I really, really want those families to be well educated on, on, uh, on the military life. And you know what? Uh, we will guide you through Through, through the challenges of, of the military living. That's our, our purpose for right now. And again, I'm welcoming all feedback, okay? Uh, if you have a topic you want to discuss, please email me at esquivelj6204 at gmail.com. And I'll be more than happy to accommodate that topic in our podcast. And remember, 204 and